0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from
1: We're going to win the Stanley Cup for him.
0: What a save by Jacob Markstrom. On Connor Sagan. Took to Chuck Anderson with a one-timer. Scores! Rasmus Anderson! Johnny Gaudreau. Play-on penalty shot. Score! puts it home and makes it 2-0 Calgary. And if it hustles over to it, fires a pass to Goudreau. Lindholm all alone scores! Elias Lindholm gets his third of the playoffs. A 54 shots. Markstrom stops 34-35. We've got ourselves a series. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the dough Podcast. All right, I don't know where you want to start. Um, it's pretty hard not to start with game four, but uh, maybe we just kind of ping pong through two games. But why don't we begin with this? How are you feeling right now? How were you feeling after that win last night? Dude, I'm so, I am so freaking relieved. I
1: um, honestly, this is going to sound super lame, but I literally almost like cried when Johnny Goudreau scored that goal yesterday. It was just like, like, honestly, that was the emotion I was feeling. I was just like, I'm watching that and I'm like, fuck, they're going to give him a penalty shot. I was like, do not give him a penalty shot. Cause I don't want to face that pressure. I don't want Johnny to have to face that pressure. He misses that after the freaking hubbub they made about him missing that breakaway in game three. This is it. This is it. He scores it. I literally like almost had freaking tears in my eyes. It was so relieving. So I am just incredibly, incredibly relieved. Holy. Shit.
0: The tears must be because of the gravitas of it all or the gravity of it all. Um, because like you said, this, this playoff, the, the flames playoff performance, regardless of how it goes, will come down to Johnny Goudreau. It'll be his responsibility, whichever way the team goes. I mean, as long as the, the team has some success and he's putting up points you know, maybe he can silence some critics and Hey, we all have the critic as well. Right. Like there was going into last night's game after game three, it's loss and everybody's PTSD fucking is on full alert. <laughs> Cause mine sure was, I know you yeah, sure these, these people
1: who are like, I don't know what these people are on. If they're on like some sort of mind numbing drugs or some shit, but like, I said this last week, like if you weren't nervous out of your skull going into last night's game, I don't know who you are because like, and and even in period two, like after that, Toffoli save Andre, I was like, fuck, they can't do this. They cannot win in the playoffs. So if you didn't have severe PTSD and severe anxiety heading into that game, I don't know what you're on. I would like some
0: of it, but holy shit. i think most people did most people had the extreme version of it
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: at least at least i'm sitting there i'm like okay well still 2-1 there's still quite a bit of series left technically the series not even half over yet if it goes seven games let's not fucking completely quit everybody stay calm let's not lose our heads here fire there's a fire (laughs) What women, like. children, get out of so, my way.
1: How do you live with yourself?
0: That's the uh, George um, pushing the elderly women and children out of his way to make sure he's first out of the exit when there's a fire.
1: She should be thanking me for treating everyone as equals. Well, maybe <laughs> when she's released from the burn
0: center, she'll see things differently. <laughs> but it's true. Um, I don't know where this is going to be interesting, man, because I the okay, K this series is not playing out how I thought it would. I did, I did think that uh Dallas was going to be a challenge. Um, I was pretty damn certain the Flames were going to get over the challenge, but in order to do so, they were going to have to go through the challenge. So I don't know, we'll see how this. I mean, on the last podcast, we didn't spend too much time kind of analyzing stuff because it's so early in the series, you don't know which way it's going. And I think starting the storylines are starting to unfold now, um, but we're going to see which, which the next ones are. I mean, uh, it was, I think it's Bobby McGolf. I forget. He's got a hockey, Bobby McHockey now or something on Twitter, but you know, I think he said it, he said it pretty damn well after the like, game three, it's like the playoffs are when heroes are made. I mean, who's been a hero for the Flames after Game Three? You're sitting there like, okay, well, fucking, we're getting Joe Pavelski again. We all knew it was going to happen, and now it's happened. And now you're sitting down two-one. Everybody's in full panic mode. Like, what was your level of panic after uh, Game Three? I don't need. I was, was probably yeah. I was probably at an eight out of ten. And when you get to that high level, it's like you start feeling apathetic. You're just like, I can't believe this is this is happening again. Like, fuck.
1: Yeah, like I I I was panicked. I was at about an 8 out of 10 as well until like the first period started coming around and they couldn't score. And then I was just like full 10 out of 10. I was just like this. They can't. They can't fucking do it. But to fully save. I'm like, they can't do it. Johnny had a few chances. Couldn't bury it. I'm just like, they cannot do this. So. Until Rasmus scored that goal, I was in full ten out of ten panic mode. I was ready to call it quits. I was just like, "This is, this is over. This is done. I cannot believe." That's what I kept saying to people. I was like, "I can't believe this is happening once again."
0: And well, you know what? And (sighs) maybe maybe part of this is just our lack of experience totally play it with playoff hockey right because like isn't this what a series is all about there's ups and downs there's like oh my god there's oh my gods like fucking well and the
1: thing is too yeah that's a great point the experience thing because there is usually ups and downs but from what we've seen from the flames it's just been like in playoff series past
0: man it's Eh? been like
1: whoa fuck it's over it's like it's (laughs) just like holy shit it's done so like that's kind of where our experience is and what we've what, we've, what we tend to think we're going to have to go through where it's like either they're going to sweep them or they're going to get swept type thing. It's just like dealing with a tie series and a close series is not something we've been used to because you get, you get swept by the Ducks, you get shit-canned by Colorado, you get shit-canned by Dallas. Those are your last three playoff experiences. So it's just kind of been, it hasn't really been a roller coaster. It's just been yeah. just like, a, a what's a, a doubt like one of those things they drop you from you know those things what are those called where you just free go fall. way up yeah free fall is freaking drop that's what the emotional experience has been like <laughs> so having to handle a roller coaster has been really tough and it's always it's always heightened in the playoffs because like when you win you're freaking never gonna lose again when you lose you're never gonna like when you win you're never gonna lose again and when you lose you're never gonna win again it's just like so heightened and it's just like yeah.
0: really oh. hard to deal with I think we're on to something because if you're looking if you're in my age group, you're born in the 80s, the only playoff reference you have is 04 and anything that's come afterwards. And so you have 04 if that's your reference point. Oh yeah, we were one of those magic teams that just yeah. fucking won every series. Okay, so that's what playoffs are and then you never fucking get in again. And you know, and the only times <laughs> you do, like you said, we won one round, but other than that you're getting swept or fucking reverse swept. It's just free fall and you know so it's just like okay we're in an up and down we're in an actual series here so
1: like and probably in an actual series like i mean 2015 for sure but that was a little bit different but probably in an actual tight close series since like 2006 because those years in the 2000s too like it was kind of the same thing they were getting shit can they had to play detroit one year detroit killed them they had to play San Jose. It was a little closer. Still got killed. They played Chicago that year before, like the year before Chicago went on their dynasty run. So it's really been a lot of just like shit canning
0: over the years. Yeah. So I think that we just got to remind ourselves, hey, we're in the playoffs. We're playing in a series. We're still the better team. The series is tied. You lost two in a row. Then you responded. If you can win two in a row, I know you threw it that stat last season or whenever it was. The team that wins two in a row typically wins. This, well, tip, the team that wins two in a row first typically wins the series, unless the other team can win two in a row, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they typically win. So this next fucking game is pivotal, man. But you would think that I don't, who knows what to expect other than it's probably going to be a tight game. Um, but you have the flames like you said on the last podcast like they needed this. this is the game they needed. You've seen these other teams have it where they have like a big big game a little bit of a wasn't a blowout but you know we actually got some few goals on the scoreboard. we got things cooking a little bit. Um, they needed that a convincing win.
1: Dude, they needed that in the worst way and they needed that <laughs> not only I think for their own, confidence which I think is of the utmost importance but I think now that you've shown Dallas they have cracks it's like yeah it's like I think that's going to be in the star's head a little bit because you exactly. saw what you saw what happened last night when the flames got a two goal lead Dallas has to kind of open up a little bit from their like pure defensive like we're gonna do nothing but wait for you to make a mistake and then you realize they're not that good at defense and it's like you saw it, the floodgates kind of open for the flames so the the and if Ot- and like let's be honest, Ottinger's been unreal. But dude, like a lot of that is luck. A lot of the saves okay. he made last night were just like okay. He doesn't here's, make those saves nine times out of ten.
0: Here's what I have to say about the Ottinger thing. He's not even playing that fucking great. That's right. Like fuck off. All this, like the whole. Are you kidding me? The the Sportsnet, the CBC, the entire storyline oh of this God. series leading into the game has been it's Ottinger. It's like, no, it's not. We've, if you're a real Flames fan, you've followed this team for the last 20 years or you know, a <laughs> decent amount, you know that we get goalied by fucking rookies. It's not Ottinger. Sure, he's playing good. He's playing good to great. He's not playing Hassock level. He's not playing his level. Well, how many fucking hiding your chances do we have before game four? Yeah, like, th- this is exactly the point I was going to make next because everyone's like, oh, look
1: at his goal. His goal saved above expectations is the highest in the league. It's so high. It's like, that's a percentage thing, really. We had three high danger chances or something like that in the last game, and he stopped all three of them. So it's like the the quantity is not there at all. And you saw what happened last night when you actually start generating more chances. You can beat the guy.
0: Yeah, and see, I'm sitting there watching the game. Everybody's jerking fucking off on yeah. draw off. And I'm just like, we're going to get past him. Like, look at the amount of traffic, the shot volume we're throwing at him. It's going to happen. He's not that fucking good. And sure enough, it was a matter of time. You get one through. That fucking penalty shot by Johnny. Because he's had a breakaway earlier on in the series. and And look what was it, three seasons ago or two seasons ago? How many breakaways did Johnny have, 30, and didn't score one of them because he tried going five-hole every single time? And then, in the off season this year, he comes up with this fucking great over-the-shoulder snipe that works pretty much every time, but the angle has to be there. And it was a game... Was it game three? Game three gets a breakaway.
1: With like three minutes left.
0: And you know he's trying to get to that sweet spot, but he can't. So he tra- tries to go low instead. And and I'm sitting there, because I remember back in the day when he was only going five hole. I'm just, You're just like, hey, if he goes five hole, he's not going to score. And when he's coming down on that last, last one in game three, you're like, fuck, he can't get the angle. He's got a deke. Mm-hmm. If Johnny can't get that sweet spot down, he's got a deke. That's his next most dangerous move. And so I've... We had the, the penalty shot. I'm like, "Okay, fuck, just deke him. deke him. How many goals has he scored on a breakaway this year, Deaking? Dude, like, even in the shootout, those, every time he scores in the shootout, it's a Deek. He had what two overtime, three overtime winners this year, Deeks. So when he comes down, Deeks, and that was like the most clutch breakaway Deek I have seen in fucking my dude, my recent memory. Yeah, dude. and dude, like that is like
1: to have the patience and the fortitude. Cause I mean, he got rocked in that game too. Like it, he was kind of woozy there. I was really worried, but yeah. that is, that is a precision move. That is a move. You can't do half haph- haphazardly, or you look like a fucking tool. You do that and it misses and you look like a moron. Like well, that, be, that, yeah. that, that, that five hole soft backhand shot. Like, That's got to be perfectly done, perfectly
0: executed. There's there's two ways to go down on a, on a shootout. You can either know what you're going to do or not know. Let your instincts guide you. I think he had that planned out. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. But yeah. it was a good play because the last breakaway Ottenger's seen on him, he tried to go below the blocker. So he fakes the blow the blocker, and then he, then he goes to Deke as if he's going backhand, fakes that. So Ottenger totally fucking sells... That he's going other side backhand, and then he slides a five hole like that was gaping, dude. Yeah, that was incredible. But you're looking at like this is ten years of playoff anxiety, playoff angst, playoff blame, all riding on Johnny. If he doesn't, if he doesn't make that breakaway, and the starts end up tying the game up, and now this somehow they squeak out a win. You're down three one. Like, you're talking about a fork on the road, right? Talking
1: the that was seriously, and that's why I said, like, the emotion that was like for me to like cry or some shit was that what was weighing on it. I was like sitting there going, like, he has to score this goal or it's done. And it's done in more than just like this series might be done. It might be this is it for Johnny Goudreau. It might be this is it for the Calgary Flames as we like seriously, like you said, 10 years of shit of baggage baked into one moment. Like it was big. Like if you're watching that fan, if you're watching that as a casual fan, you don't realize how unbelievable, how much pressure was on Johnny to score that goal. <sighs> and didn't he have? um Was it
0: a breakaway or a penalty shot? He had one. Colorado? Yeah, he had one in Game Five against Colorado that he yeah. totally fucked up. So and it was funny because out of any goal I've seen all year, that was the loudest that I've. I fucking yelled or screamed when we scored. And I know you did too. And then looking on Twitter after the game, it was, that was the common theme. So I think even collectively, you know, people, whether it's conscious or unconscious, they kind of tuned into how fucking massive that goal was. Not even just for the flames, but for Johnny.
1: Well, dude, that was the best game. That was the, that was the best playoff game. I think the flames have played since what? 2015 easily. And it was the best playoff game I think Johnny Goudreau played in since 2015. Dude, I can barely even remember the games. It. No, me. I know. I, I just remember, I just remember a couple highlights. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And I'll never forget Furlan, but that was epic. But okay. Oh, I don't even yeah. know what tangent we were on there. But I don't know. Like, it's just like that, that cathartic moment, like.
1: There's a lot of work yet to do, but like, I mean, that feels like you were saying last, that feels like a threshold. Like, and that was the thing. Like I was just like going crazy last game and this game. It's like, I think if Johnny could just fucking get one and just like, cause I don't know if it's in his head. He seems to be uh, pretty good with this. Daryl knows how to push his buttons. Daryl says after game three, the morning of game four, I think it was. There might not be the morning, but it was the game day skate or the the practice between the games. Daryl says, I'd rather have a guy who scores a big goal than a guy who scores 40 goals.
0: And just, you love his face when you, he just, eh? Yeah. Like, he, he's like, I told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the face he's got. And he's, and like he's fucking- saying
1: it like, you don't think I'm going to call out my star player in, the, in a playoff series, do you? He's just Boy, like, I am. I
0: am. And he even called Johnny out O'Tuoe eh, when they asked him about the last breakaway he had, and he says, "Oh, that's what he's paid to do." Yeah, it's like that's his job. That's his job. Just
1: and everybody's kind old. of like, think, yeah, like, ooh." It's like, no, Daryl's been doing that all. Year. He's been doing that since he got here. Like, is this 500th game? And He's like, "Hey, fucking better be good." He sucked last game. <laughs> yeah, that was epic, incredible. I don't,
0: I don't know if you saw this or not, but after the post game on what the day were the national broadcast. Um, somehow my feed cut over to the, the American broadcast where Bissonette yeah. and his... Which see, is way
1: better. This is the interview with Johnny, right?
0: Yeah. And Bissonette asked him, hey, did, did Sutter uh, give you an attaboy when you got back to the bench after the score that clutch goal? Johnny smiles. Nope, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, and they're, they're kind of making a thing out of it. But you know that Johnny and both both Johnny and Gee fucking love Sutter. They think it's the fucking match made in heaven. Johnny wouldn't have it any other way. And even Gee said um before like when when him and his wife were there for Johnny's 100th point and there was just a drool love fest. They asked Guy about the whole Daryl coaching relationship and he said, "You know what?" As soon as it was announced, I knew it was going to be a fucking great fit for Johnny because Daryl communicates and his style of coaching is just the way the same as he is. And that's how he brought up Johnny and fuck it's, it has been a great relationship. Yeah. And
1: just like for, for that to translate. And again, like we'll talk about some of the lineup adjustments in in stone and stuff in a minute, but that's the thing that's been most impressive to me about Daryl Sutter this year, like I think I was just expecting him to be like a master tactical guy, but like the way he can push buttons and get guys going and is just freaking incredible, man.
0: Yeah. No, you, think, just... do you
1: think Jeff Ward has the ball sack if Johnny missed a breakaway to be like, no, he's got to bear that. Nope. I don't want a guy who scores 40 on it and guy if, who scores a big goal. And, like... and if
0: he and if he does do it, he doesn't do it the right way. He doesn't have the proper rapport, right? It's gonna be some passive aggressive thing where fucking Sam Bennett's like, I don't know what's going on. Is it mind games? I'm in the press box. I don't, No one said anything to me, though.
1: No idea why. So, I don't know. That's just like, that's, a, that's exactly the kind of game. And, like, dude, like I said, I was, I was worried because they were playing great and had all kinds of chances and couldn't freaking score. And I was worried it was going to be, all that was going through my head was like, okay, hey, this, this is why you can't give them away freebies like you did, I think, in game two specifically and game three. Because I was like, now Ottinger is going to steal a game. You've already, you haven't used that punch card yet. And I was feeling like he's going to steal it tonight. And they kept going and going and going. And they scored a clutch power play goal. Like it's unbelievable to me that the team that, what do they have? Like 285 goals this year. One of the best five, probably the best five on five offensive team in the league. And they needed a freaking five on three and a penalty shot to finally break through. It's just like playoffs are a different beast. I wasn't, you know what? I wasn't even
0: that impressed by his glove save on Toffoli. Dude, Toffoli shot the right in his fucking glove. Well, that's my point. Is this like, and look, I I mean, it's playoffs. You don't have much time. So I'm not really blaming on Toffoli. But if if you or I are in that goaltender position and we're making the same diving motion, he's going to shoot in our glove too. Like, it's not like, sure, it's desperation save and it looks nice. (laughs) To fully shoots it directly into the glove like that that glove save Markstrom made dude in game three before Dallas scored 10 seconds later nullified it completely. That was unbelievable because he had to actually come down and take away and actually make and actually react where the puck was going. So. I don't know, man. This whole Andre thing is just like I don't buy it's way it way over. Totally, it's way, way overblown. overblown, and it's just like do your fucking jobs. That's not the actual storyline here. Like, come on, no.
1: I know. And if you Break. watch the games, right, like you said, how many hiding your chances? And it game three was some Glenn Goldson and shit to me, where it's like, sure, the shot metrics favored the Flames. It was like, oh, we can't buy a goal. Like, if you watch that game, there were no trap. There was no traffic. There was exactly. very little sustained pressure. There weren't rebounds. There weren't long periods of offensive zone time for the flames. Like Ottinger pretty much saw everything, he, everything he stopped. He saw they weren't generating offense. Like the flames have generated offense a lot this year. Like they did last night. So like, as <laughs> it's totally been overblown that he's just been like this fucking godly. He's been good. I think Markstrom has been just as good. I think Markstrom made bigger saves last night. So uh, it's way overblown. And I'm glad the Flames freaking buried a few on him and showed that he's human to the rest of the freaking world. Because who like, and again, I've I've I have the Dallas goalies in fantasy this year. I know what they do. They fucking dip all the time. So I'm expecting the Flames to you know get back to the normal scoring selves here over the next few games.
0: Okay, let's back things up to game uh, game three. Let's just kind of go through this a bit because you have the absolute stinker in game two and you're anticipating a response. We get the response in game four. You would love to see that response in game three, game three. They, they played game three was a pretty good game, but it was still frustrating because you, you had the lead, then you lost it and you got Joe Pavelski. And then you're just sitting there like, well, where's our fucking gamers. Right. But game three, you have, and like, thank God game four, what was only one or two four on fours like those are getting
1: fucking annoying well and daryl talked to the supervisor of the series after game three saying what is with this four on four bullshit like i've never seen that like what happened to offsetting minor penalties like that's
0: not a thing anymore
1: where you just take two guys and play five on five
0: Absurd. No, I think the league had has changed that because they want to create more offense. They think four and four will create more oh,
1: offense. Oh, yeah. Great idea, guys.
0: Yeah, real great idea. Ridiculous. But game three, four on four. The first first goal of the stars, and it's back and loses the fucking draw. And Fiat Fiat uh Fox uh, tips it in. These uh pretty much all the Dallas goals are just traffic shots from the point with traffic in front. Like they're such a greasy fucking team, eh? I wonder if they like playing this way. Like it is a it is a boring style. It can be effective, but you're not generating a ton of offense, right? And and they are getting some goals. Like the the Foxa goals tip in front. Uh the both Pavelski goals are just kind of greasy rebounds straight Rebound. in front. So it's just it, it, hey, it's been working for him. They got two two wins out of the series, but like you said, we opened the floodgates a bit last night. So we'll see what happens next game. Um, but you're you're down you're down one in game three, and then that fourth line, dude, dude. Trevor Lewis has been
1: a Trevor Lewis has been like, dude, fuck, dude. our best player. He's been our best player. Like until Johnny went, went beast mode last night, like Trevor Lewis had been our best player through three games and he was great again last night. And I mean the fourth line, I think they got caved in in game two, but Trevor Lewis has been so solid. Every time he's on the ice, it's just ridiculous how much I love that guy right now. How great has Lucic been? Lucic has been phenomenal other than that one screw up in game two, which was more Hannafin's fault. But like, dude, I can't believe how, like Daryl said, you know, like Lewis is here for the playoffs, right? Because we've all been like this this year. I don't think we've all been like, oh man, Trevor Lewis has really been good tonight. Down the stretch, he was awesome. In the first, yep. in this playoff series, he has been phenomenal. He's wins draws. He just does everything right. It's ridiculous Dude, how he's solid like.
0: He is. He's just like the the most simple player. Just does all the little tiny simple things. He's like, I'm not. I'm not ever going to try and do anything that's not simple. Right, it's just like I'm never gonna try and beat a guy one-one, just never gonna do it. He makes the right play every time the puck's on his stick. That goal is is interesting because on the last podcast, we're talking about you're gonna have to get greasy on these guys, like you like, and it's gonna be the same thing in game five. You gotta keep getting greasy. I want to see Dube getting his nose dirty, Manji These guys are built for this stuff. If Manji Ponti just needs to focus on you know, Battling in front while the play is happening, not wait till the whistle blows and then you start battling, bro. Just get it done in front of the net. He should be the fucking scoring goals the way Pavelski is. But that goal, um, Lucic is banging, and it's just that's so greasy. This is so you'd love to see it. Um, I did shit my pants yeah. when they announced. Like, yeah. I'm watching, I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna call this off? I thought it like, was I thought it was coming back. Like I was convinced. Well, I'm looking at the play. I'm like, there's no fucking way this is goaltender interference. But that didn't convince me because we're the Calgary Flames. I guess if it I guess now that we exactly. trade away Sam Bennett, as long as it wasn't Sam Bennett, it's not getting called back.
1: Well, that's why I was convinced. I was like, absolutely. This is coming back. What else do you expect? A Flames playoff goal being reviewed? It's coming back. No chance. Exactly.
0: But A, under's outside of his blue paint. Like at what point does it cross the line? If if Otters on the blue line and he gets bumped into because he's out there, does it goaltender interference? So like See, staying, yeah. he's outside of his crease where the contact happens. And if you look on the replay, it's his blocker and his glove reaching onto Lucic that creates the contact, not the other way around. And then the guy had fucking plenty of time to, to Yeah, at them, what point does it
1: impede his make his ability
0: to make the save? So so thank God they made the right fucking call for once in their yeah, lives. It's a fucking miracle, dude. And then that Lindholm goal <laughs> from Johnny. <laughs> Even Chucky behind the net, he knows yeah. how to tie the gap so that Johnny can come pick it up because he knows Lindholm's all alone. Right off the post and you're like, that's how you beat this fucking guy. Just off the post and in. Just blasted high. Lindy did it again last night off the post and in. So when the game's 2-1 in game three, we're feeling pretty good, right? You're just like, okay, fucking here we go.
1: Yeah, just close it down. You haven't like they haven't. They've lost like what one game. When were they leading after two? Were they leading after two or was it tied? I don't remember.
0: I think they they tied it up in the second.
1: Okay. Well, anyways, this team has been pretty good at closing down
0: games, so. Yeah, but even in game 3 like they like game 4 was hands down their best game. Obviously they win, but across the board they played they played their best game of the playoffs. In game 3 they weren't playing that way even though they get the lead, but they just didn't have the wherewithal to keep pushing, right? And then that goal by Joe Pavelski, dude, the first one where he he, oh, man, the, this guy is fucking good. He's so dangerous. You have to be so aware when he's in front of the net. And even then, you're still kind of fucked because he knows, like, he just knows how to find the open spot. Oh, and he's one of the best tip, like,
1: deflection players in the entire world.
0: So he's, Pavelski he's sitting in front of the net. The, the uh, puck goes to the point, And then he's, he reads the rebound um, trajectory where it's probably going to go. And he times the shot perfectly. And so he pushes off. Was it Yarnkroc?
1: Yeah, or it might it have been Hannafin. I know
0: Yarnkroc was in the was in the slot with him though and missed I his. Think it, yeah, I think it was. But anyways, he's pushing off the guy while the shot's coming so that he can position himself so that he has a fucking all-alone in front. Sure enough, rebound goes right to him. Great goal. Um, and then he gets the power play rebound shot pass from from robertson which is a set play yeah i mean he's not robertson's not trying to score he's trying to shoot for rebound and sure enough that little fucker joe Pavelski, gets another wide open net just tap in but he's he gets he he greases it up to get those tap-ins so he deserves them but fuck and then i was rough man we couldn't tie it up did we, I don't even remember if we, did we press? Did they we, pressed pretty
1: good in the third period. They had eight high danger scoring chances in all situations. And of course, Johnny had the breakaway. Um
0: Couldn't make it happen. Yeah. And then I mean, we, we did discuss the state of mind afterwards, but what, well, what hey, about, yeah. what about Daryl and, and the players? Cause I know we mentioned this, you and I were just chatting because you're listening to the players after game three. You're down 2-1 against what? You're the, you're the second seed. You're playing the seventh for all intents and purposes. And you, the players and the coaches are just like, yeah, no. so we expected. Everything's fine. And we're really confident here. And as a fan, you're just like Stockholm syndrome is just like creating a, a fucking melting pot in your brain. You're just like, fucking, what are you talking about? Because it was, which coach was it who just reamed out his players after the game? And it was the LA coach, right?
1: McClellan, McClellan, yeah.
0: McClellan, like he was fucking angry after game three. And then the Kings fucked. They looked good in game four. So you're kind of like, well, shouldn't we be doing that? <laughs> and you're just like, no, nah, no, nah, we expected this. <laughs> you expected to lose two games to one of the worst teams in the playoffs? So, I mean, <laughs> But there you go. There's your response game, game four. Um, what do you think's going to happen in game five?
1: Well, I said after game two, there was going to be a response to game three. They're going to come out flying. I think this, I think the fact they like, dude, they looked like that was what they have the most shots ever in a playoff game that didn't go to overtime. Yeah, that was like right out of when they were on that absolute tear in February, where they were destroying everybody. Remember when they killed St. Louis and had like seventy shots or something crazy, like they were out shooting them like thirty to three in the second period. That was like one of those games. So, I think for me, it was really important for the Flames to have a like a floodgate type game last night, and they scored three goals. It's not necessarily a floodgates, but I think now I think you just saw them kind of chip into Dallas's mind a little bit more. Yeah. And like, now it's just like Dallas knows like the margin for error for them. If they want to beat Calgary two more times is literally zero and they have to rely heavily on Ottinger. So if the flames just do it, I thought the adjustment like they did, they really adjusted well. Like they were getting pucks finally through the neutral zone. They like, they had that one shift in the, in the ozone for like, it was like a five minute shift. That and was, that's what they weren't doing in games one, two, and three. That they was were finally fucking dictating play and playing their game rather than just kind of like being down in the mud playing Dallas's game. If they just play their game, it's like we said, if they play their game and they dictate play, they're going to kill them. That's what they did yeah, last night.
0: That was, a, I think, a four-minute shift, and then they ice it. And then, and then Robertson. The fucking soft-ass dyke call. Robertson is so tired, he fucking falls over his own feet, and Manji Ponte gets the tripping penalty. Yeah, absurd. The officiating. Hey,
1: nonsense. that was the
0: best it's been because it they, it was they better, didn't, but... didn't call 30 penalties. Um, but but I, dude, think, yeah. I think you're right. You're looking after that game four. My biggest, if you're trying to predict what happens in game five, the Flames have to repeat. And they have to repeat probably at least 80% of that. They can't go any below, any below that because they got to keep pushing – they have to dictate for the rest of the series now. Like they, they have, have to, to, they have to kill them. They have to have the their heel on their throat, and it's, this is it. Yeah, and they got to realize that it's five on five. The reason why you dominated that game the way you did is you played most of it five on five, mm-hmm. and that's the bread and butter. But I think you're right. I think you you just the Dallas weaknesses were finally exposed, and I look at that as just kind of it's kind of like we, it, was, it was a Wizard of Oz effect yeah totally very well put where you finally get to see no it's they're not actually that good it's a bit of a facade just they're hiding behind this fucking trap and ottinger makes it look like he's the fucking wizard but really he's just a fucking good goalie that's it so that's why you got to keep dictating you can't let dallas dictate shit and that first goal is fucking huge so i mean they got to come out ready Use the crowd's energy not to get excited, but to dial you in and fucking execute your game. That's what you got to do. But I don't know. Game five is pivotal. So game five is now more important than game four was. You now have them by the balls. You cannot exactly. let go. You have to have that killer instinct. You've got to come out and absolutely kill
1: them tomorrow. Speaking of balls, support for In the Dome is brought to you by Manscaped. They're sponsoring our first-round coverage of the Dallas Flames series. Manscaped is the best in below-the-waist men's grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. you want to look like Erica Branson, you don't want to look like Connor McDavid. So take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code D-O-M-E. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Dome, DOME, at manscaped.com.
0: I stand before you with dry balls, your honor. Still, my balls remain dry. All right, what did you think of uh, Sutter's mindfuckery? Because you called it, man. You called that on Instagram. <laughs> You're like, he's probably just fucking with well, everybody. Well, at first, I was freaked out. I was like, what is he doing? And, and then to I was to clarify, if, if you weren't on social media following this... um. In the, in the pregame skate, Daryl has Richie on the second line and he flips Richie and Manjipani. So is on the fourth line, Richie's on the second line. And my initial thing is like, "Kate, okay, we've seen Richie in the top six. He's, He's been the solution exactly. for the past fucking infinity. And I'm just like, it's never worked before. It's never going to work again. What is going on? People are losing their shit. Other people are trying to calm people down. It's like this big thing. And you're kind of like, why would you do this? You put up all, all the metrics. You're like, and then what do you say? You're like, fucking, I think he's probably fucking. It's like, he's,
1: he's trolling with everybody. He's trolling. He's done this before. He's done this before this season where he's like th- done weird shit to the lines. And then game time, the
0: lines are back to normal, dude. I have honestly, this is some fucking gamesmanship because I've, I've never seen this. I've never, seen, I, the only thing I've seen is. Like, I know coaches do similar things, but it's usually the goaltender, right? They won't, they won't disclose who right. the goaltender is starting. But it's just like, okay, this is pretty random. You flip Richie and Potty, but at his end, his end game is even greater. <laughs> Isn't <Yes>. it? Because <laughs> somebody cause,
1: said to me, like, do you think Stone's coming in? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the adjustment that meets, needs
0: to be made. Who the fuck called that? And boy, was it the adjustment that needed to be made. Well, so that's pregame. Everybody's in a fucking uh, a, Tizzy. A tizzy. And then in the warm-ups, oh no, the lions are back to normal. It's Maji Pawnee back on the second. And then Richie's back on the fourth. Ha ha ha. Duro was fucking with everybody. And then for puck drop, holy shit. No, now they have 7D. Stone's in. Richie's out. And for the face-off. Oh my God, dude. Kid, this is a whole nother fucking. This to me was the highlight of the night. This is the highlight of the series thus far. And I will preface by saying, What coach have we seen in the last decade that would have fucking done this? Maybe it was Mike Keenan coaching within the last decade. Might
1: be past the decade, but 12, maybe 12, 12, 12, maybe
0: Hartley does this, but Hartley would have said get a penalty and fight him. Um, Lucic faces off of Ben, and I guess we should get to the comments, right? Because I didn't I didn't hear these until pregame. Did you? I, I heard
1: them. Wh- when did Ben say it after the game? Because I heard it yesterday, I heard it on Monday, which yeah. was yesterday. So, so yeah. I, well, or it
0: could have been in between, it could have been uh, on the off day. But anyway, so Ben is sitting with the Stars media, and I guess he was mic'd up. He was mic'd up for that. Who's micing guys up for a playoff game? That's kind of weird, isn't it? If it was a playoff game, they're like, yo, we want to mic you up, i would be like, fuck off, man. I'm playing hockey. Like, get out of here. It's the most intense time of the freaking year. But so, anyways, he's mic'd up and you can hear him fucking beaking chuck. He's like, Maddie, I'm ready to go whenever you want, trying to trying to fight him, right? And then the so they they had to show that clip and then they cut cut to him on the podium and they ask him. So were you surprised that uh, Matthew Kachuk declined, you know, your offer to fight? And he said, no. And he said, why not? And he, you know, gets a real fucking stupid look on his face. He says, because he's a smart guy. <laughs> so Ben's sitting up there just talking shit, shit talking talking track, shit. Talking shit. Just like Kleinberg talked <laughs> Kleinberg talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Roma-fucking-sardine, eh? <laughs> Give it to me, raw. Give it to me. So then, I did not see this coming, dude. Fourth line, I'm sitting there like, okay, fourth line starting. Okay. Lucic takes the face off against Jamie Ben. Doesn't look at the ref, doesn't look at the puck, looks directly into Ben's soul says I'm going to fucking murder you now <laughs> are you ready are you ready to get murdered fuck did Ben look scared eh <laughs> wonder
1: why he didn't fight Lucic because he's hmm. a smart kid too I guess hmm, maybe hey? he's
0: smarter than Matthew is
1: and then I think the best part of all this is they asked Daryl about this post game Do you hear
0: this they did yeah fuck no I missed that what do you say
1: Daryl goes, Look at his time in Boston, took tons of face offs. Played with a right handed centerman, he took lots of face offs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fuck, man, that's amazing! Unbelievable. I mean, look, the thing about the Lucic thing, he's he's I, I would love to, Why didn't they have Ben mic'd up for this game? Right? I would I would give any amount of money to know what Lučić is saying. I want that conversation. Like but Ben looks like he he can't even look at him. People on on Twitter afterwards like he can't even look him in the eye. He looked down at his skates pretty quick. And then Lučić follows him around. That to me was the greatest thing. Just like no it wasn't even just like a little communication at the center dot. It was no I'm going to follow you around. Motherfucker, and he's he's just like in his face. Lucic doesn't give a fuck what's happening on the ice at the moment. Like, have you, uh, dude? That was like message sending, fucking one hundred and one.
1: Well, and I think it's such a, I think it's such a good play by Daryl too, because I think when Kachuk fought Klingberg, I know I was pissed off. I was like, fuck, Chuck, you like you got to chill out a bit, bud. But then you hear Daryl like what he said to Francis after Game One is like, I want Kachuk involved. It's like. Daryl wasn't like, yo, Matt, chill out. Yep. But he didn't want the stars players goading him into penalties and shit, or him having to deal with that as a star player, as a 40 goal scorer. So instead of being like, Hey, Matthew, just stay out of everything. He's like, fuck you, Dallas. You want to put, you want to try and do this? You want to try and get my star player off his game?
0: Fuck you. Well, and honestly, dude, before game four starts, you're like, okay, I'm getting real fucking sick. Of Rasmus Anderson and Matthew Kachuk starting, trying to start shit between whistles. Yeah. Get it fucking done during the play. When you have a control of the series and you, then you can fucking mess with them. Whatever you're doing isn't working. Just fucking play hockey. Matthew Kachuk, you had fucking 40 goals and 100 points. We need some of that right now, bro. We don't need your fucking shenanigans at the moment. So, like, like, I think you're right. He, That move totally trumped all the bullshit that was fucking getting us distracted.
1: Hey, folks, just got to fit in a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. So the playoffs are going on, and DraftKings has an unreal offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports, as long as you discount game two of the Dallas-Calgary series. New customers can bet you $5 on any team to win. And you get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. DraftKings is really easy to use. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That code is THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details.
0: And how good is Lucic? Oh, my God, dude. Every time the (laughs) – when I'm watching the game and the puck goes and the Dallas Stars in and you see Lucic skating into the zone, you're just like, holy fuck, someone's about to get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I have never in my life – okay, when the day they traded Neal for Lucic, did you ever foresee us feeling this – specific way right now dude
1: the day they traded for lucic could you imagine four years what three years down the road they're in the the pacific division winners and we're like holy fuck with lucic was awesome in that this series he's been one of our best forwards not a chance
0: like that that opening face-off to me uh, that sets the tone for the entire game and it lasted. That tone lasted for the entire game. We'll see if Dallas has a response to that. Isn't Ben their biggest tough guy? Well,
1: Ben is Ben is a fucker, too. Like, he got fined for slashing Lewis today, I think. This is his second fine of the series. Like, I didn't even see that shit with Mangiapane until they showed it last night, did you? No. Like, what that? the
0: fuck is that? Who I've never seen that? a guy do
1: that. Exactly Manjipani who does is, that?
0: Mangiapane is getting basically jumped on from behind and his face is pushed into the net. And then Ben comes and sticks him in the face through the net? with a, Well, he has a guy laying on top of him? What a and fucking I mean, this loser. Is the
1: same, this is the same guy who speared Matthew, who not only concussed Matthew Kachuk in 2020, but speared him in the ball sack, and everybody thought it was fucking hilarious.
0: Throwing out slew foots like it's fucking... He had
1: another slew foot last night.
0: At least it was cold.
1: It's like unbelievable, was, this guy. Can,
0: and he tried it again later. Can he ma- Is he capable of making a hit without fucking kicking the guy's legs out from behind while he's doing it. I'm, I'm curious.
1: So real, real tough. Yeah. Like what a bitch. And it's just, it's phenomenal to me that Daryl realizes these things, right? Cause a lot and of the time, I mean, right? Like you get slew foot, you do that, yeah. you know, you get away with that shit. A lot of other times if you're Jamie Ben, right? Yeah. uh.
0: He should do the exact same thing fucking game five, don't you? Totally, I totally agree. Line up again. Hey, you're gonna come, you're gonna go this time. You ready? <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? Can you imagine game five at the dome starts at center right, <laughs> and Luchi center right, taking the Luchi draw, manhandling Ben for fucking 30 seconds,
1: dude. The place would blow, that place would literally collapse itself. <laughs> they, they
0: would, they would, that would demolish the that saddle, they could save shit. themselves,
1: could finally do it. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, there'd be, what, 20,000 dead bodies inside, but (laughs) that's one way to demolish the dome.
1: The Yeah, the structural foundations are not strong enough to hold what would happen if Lucci beat the fuck out of Jamie Bennett center ice.
0: So, yes, fucking unbelievable coaching. And it's just like before the game, well, after game three, you're, you're, you're telling me, and I know you can post it. You're like, I think Sutter might be getting out coached here. Yep. How do you feel after? Game nope. four? Well, I mean, I said that
1: because of the adjustments bonus made put Bennett center. I thought, did he you, did, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I thought he did a good job because that's the thing that was, the flames weren't able to break through the trap once this like at all. In games, well, a little bit in game three, but games one and two, it was just like, "Fuck, they can't even get through the neutral zone." And I thought Bonus made some good adjustments on the top line. They couldn't get those nice looks they were looking for usually in the high slot with Lindholm. So I was like, "Shit, Daryl's got to do something here."
0: Did you see uh, Bonus's post game? happened to miss? No, it. seriously, did you see it? No, I didn't. This is where I feel like. The Wizard of Oz thing is being exposed, dude.
1: Dude, they're such a rinky-dink team, and that's again dude. why Game Two and Three were so freaking frustrating. Did we say this last time? I was like, these guys suck. They're not even good. We should be killing them.
0: Well, but we did say Ander and Pavelski were, yeah, I guess, capable of winning fucking two games at least. Yeah. But bonus after last game, dude, he was fucking scrambling. He had no fucking answer for what just happened. Pulling on Jeff Ward, eh? And you only he ended up blaming it on the players, dude. <laughs> Seriously. So I don't know, man. He's he seemed beat to me. We'll see what you'll know, we'll see if he has a response. But like, what's what's he gonna do?
1: Well, dude, and like the this the seven D, like. My God, when have you ever been, seen this mood? No. When they <laughs> no. announced it, I was like, "What the fuck? Why are they doing that?" And then Daryl's just like, "Yeah." He explains it perfectly, and then it yeah. worked out perfectly. He's like, Yeah, the D retired from all the four on four. Some guys played a lot, especially in the game where Ras got kicked out in the first period. Some guys retired, and then I mean, even having Stone because I dude. there was a lot of fans who were like, Should Stone come on the power play? I was like, I don't know, I don't know if that helps. Motherfucker had eight shots in 10 minutes on the
0: <laughs> dude. How effective is he in the offensive end? It's That's ridiculous. Fucking blast in it, and then he's another monster body too in the defensive end, as long as he's in the corners battling. He's effective. It's when he gets positionally, especially if him and back on the ice together, then it's can get hairy, but
1: <laughs> listen, I, he yeah. played a great game. He was, he, game. I think he led the team and he didn't play a ton, but he had eight shots in 10 minutes. And half. I think he had the highest possession uh, percentage on the team last night. Like dude, like dude, how, who is this guy? Seriously, man, that's mad props. Eh? That's unbelievable to just come in. Biggest game of the friggin' like this is the biggest game. The flames have played in Twenty years, just come in, be solid, eight shots, unreal.
0: I can. And he fucking might have injured somebody too, eh? Dude,
1: he blasted that thing so hard. He's the reason that the Foley chance happened. Freaking cannons! It. The guy's like, "Oh shit!" He cannons (laughs) again. But mad props, and I, I, I like the eleven forwards thing. Yeah, worked out well. I went to go check, and I couldn't really find much. I kind of think Daryl did this in 2004 a little bit, but the reason I like it is because it's just like next man up shit. Like there was a few shifts. Yarncroft took like Dubay and Yarncroft with a Johnny. Yeah. It just Listen, it gets the flow going a little bit. It kind of gets everyone more involved that you really
0: need right now. If your lines are getting a little bit stale in the scoring department and you want to make some changes, is there any better way than to have just fucking 12 forwards that you can do whatever the fuck you want all game? Yeah, like... I don't think it's a solution all the time, but I mean, I
1: think it's, I think it worked really well
0: last night. 11, not 12, but you know what I mean? That worked fucking brilliantly, dude. Brilliantly. So the first goal of the game is five on three. So that's officially our second five on three goal of all time, right? Might be the first, actually. I think we scored one in the season we were saying that. so I didn't think there, I was,
1: holy shit, they had to score on that. Again, Dude, two well, times the, where they had to score tonight, last night, they
0: did. Holy cow. The power play has been so bad. Just this series, terrible. That you're just like, fuck, here comes a power play. No, fuck, here comes a five on three. Watch Dallas win the game after they kill this off. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, man. I feel like that went off the leg. Did Rasmus Anderson snipe that top <sighs> quarter? I kind of feel like he didn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think so.
1: I saw a couple angles where like that's a good shot. Then I saw another a couple other where it looked like it kind of maybe. I, I don't think that goes in ten times out of
0: ten. Yeah, but regardless, you get it done. And I mean, hey, we were due for a little bit of luck, were we not? If that, good, we hit. That's the other somebody. thing
1: with Audrey. What did they hit two posts in game three? Lots of posts. Lots of like, sh- there were so many chances that I don't even think Audrey Like, it was just dumb luck, honestly. Like Chillington has this chance where he like freaking dangles everybody, roofs it, and it like somehow hits his shoulder. And then the rebound's sitting right there and it doesn't go in. So, yeah, we were due for some luck. We had like the worst shooting percentage and the worst PDO in the entire
0: league through three games. Well, before that, we're taking it to him for most of the game, too. You're like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah. Cause you're, like you said, is Audrey actually going to steal a game now? Yeah. You get one in there. The penalty shot, look, it's a soft. It's a soft call, but it is a penalty. We've seen it's, it all year.
1: Yeah. It's soft, it but relative. I'm surprised they call it a penalty shot relative to what has been called.
0: Yeah. Well, it's definitely a penalty. Yeah. You reach in there. Even if it's one hand, you corkscrew the, the hands while he's shooting. Um, I don't think he was going to shoot anyways, but it worked out well. But like we already talked about how fucking massive that was.
1: And that's a huge play by Johnny because he gets that and it's one on two and he burst through the D like. That was sweet. That was fucking amazing. He was doing that all night and that's kind of what we were talking about. He wasn't really doing it in game one and two where it's like, that's Johnny Goudreau, right? He's like, oh, I got a step. I'm going to beat you. I'm taking this to the net. And he was kind of a little shy
0: about doing that in games one and two. It was interesting because I was watching the game uh, with my bro and my mom and my dad and in the first period when Johnny gets clocked, which was kind of weird, like I when you're watching, I didn't see any slow-mo replay, but I, when you're watching the replays, you can't even really tell if it was head contact or not. It
1: didn't really look like it from the from the regular angle. It looked like he just got his bell rung. Yeah. But then on the reverse angle, this was like, okay, maybe the shoulder came up a little bit. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It, honestly, to me, it looked like he got his bell rung. And I don't know if there was a point. I haven't looked at it since last night. I don't know if there was any head contact. There might have been some incidental. I still don't like the hit as a blindside hit, but it probably should have been called
0: like interference more than headshot. It is targeting a star player, Yeah, which I'm not against in the playoffs. But if it is, I I don't know. But regardless, um, I'm watching the game when my bro says, maybe that'll wake him up. (laughs) Shit, eh? It fucking did because from that moment on, when he returned, he was just fucking lights out, dude, he was lights out. He led all
1: skaters last night with 11 shot attempts. He had, he led all skaters in scoring chances with nine. And he led all skaters in high danger scoring chances with five best player
0: on the ice last night, dude, that was uh that was peak uh, regular season. Johnny. Yeah. Right there. Totally. That- yeah, absolutely. Like how many, he had three
1: not breakaways but where he was in all along he was making shit happen
0: and if he did get his bell run hopefully he can keep his short-term memory because he's got to remember how he fucking pulled that off like whatever you did there johnny that's that's it that's how you got to keep playing in the playoffs so he figured it out last night let's hope we can keep doing it yeah like that uh the third goal like you said, it opened up a bit. As soon as fucking you see, yeah, you're the like play go down to the half upwards, It's like, oh fuck, it's going to Johnny, and there's there's like nobody in the slot, and there's Lenore. They go, oh fuck, here we go, Bing off the post again. Well, and the D was super. And again,
1: getting stone in there, the D was way more active last night than they have been in the previous three games. Which, like, I think that's a key to a lot of their possession and, and offensive zone time. Like they were, they were way more active. They weren't backing off as much.
0: I had a real big issue with Backlund's penalty What eight minutes left. You just went up three, nothing. That's a fucking nail in the coffin. You got the game in your hand. Now just shut it down. And then Backlund just goes into the corner. There's a throw a flying elbow, throws a flying elbow. Dude. Last night was a Michael Backlund game for all time.
1: I've said this before. It's like his inconsistency is even in games. Like, Shift to shift to shift. And again, like his numbers were great last night. I think he had some awesome defensive shifts last night. And then he goes and takes like two more on penalties.
0: I am just not sure what, what goes on inside of your brain to be like, Hey, this is a good idea to do this right now. (laughs) Or is the brain completely shut off? Because (laughs) that would make sense too. When you're watching back on, on a game to game basis. But I've really had a fucking problem with that. And for a guy that gets on my nerves a lot, like that didn't help. You're up three, nothing. You have the stars back in the game, dude, who have the stars by the balls. The crowd is sitting there silent with towels over their fucking heads. The only people making noise is Brady Kachuk and fucking Keith. (laughs) Keith mixing as mixing a
1: workout, bud, get, get on the treadmill
0: look like you're going to fall over standing Holy up. Holy
1: smokes. Lay off the. Lay Mix off in the, a salad, bro. Yeah, like, geez, bud.
0: How great is it to see that family in the stands? Dude, thing? I fucking love it so much. My my mom's like, why isn't Brady wearing a Flames jersey? I'm like, are you kidding? You can't wear a fucking Flames jersey. He's he got he's
1: a, in- a Flame shirt, and it's like he's got that Kachuk friendship shirt on.
0: Yeah, and that's
1: it's like, that's almost too. That's pushing it.
0: That's pushing it. Have you ever seen this before? No. Nope. Like you telling me, you're telling me that if Daniel Sedin and Henrik if fucking <laughs> one was in the stands for one game, he'd be wearing a fucking can you rub, a t-shirt of his yeah. brother? Like, can you imagine Brandon Tanev, Brandon Tanev or Mark Stone in the stands? Yeah, where's where's Mark Stone? Where's Mark saw so Where are these guys? Huh? I don't see them wearing fucking red in the stands <laughs> cheering. Hey, it was good to see Keith actually cheer for once. Yeah. Hey. Woke, him, woke him, up. Well, he's he did have a red shirt on, but underneath, underneath. But I did see it earlier when he was in the concourse and underneath checked. that XXL of whatever he's got on there, bud. How many X's is that shirt? There's at least two. This is like the the jelly bean game. I mean, guess how many X's the shirt is. I don't. I don't want to make fun of Keith. I love the guy because I love the family. But if fucking you let that motherfucker sign somewhere else, Keith, I'm coming for you. Yeah, you did. So, but Backlans, uh doesn't, doesn't get the lesson on the first one, hey? No, he didn't get the. Of course, he never learned his lesson. I mean, the second penalty was not necessarily a dumb penalty, just a bad penalty. I just don't understand. Like You got the game in hand. The, the just, game plan now is to shut it down. You frustrate them the way they frustrated you You get in their heads even more. Just make smart plays. And then you go into the corner and instead of just hitting a guy, you fucking lead with your elbow up into his face.
1: Like, and that's the sort of stuff that
0: you always, great.
1: yeah, exactly. They score like if that's a two, one game or one, nothing game, or you're behind, like those kind of plays can happen in the playoffs.
0: Well, wasn't there like seven minutes left still? Yeah, there's tons of time. And they get so that one and you're like, shit. Now it's a two-goal game with a fucking five s- minutes, like, six minutes. Like, Give me a fucking break, you dummy. You can't do and that. And then he gets another penalty. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. So, but regardless, but I, even though I think Daryl already. I mean, knows. he was
1: better in face-offs, but the rest of the night, like, yeesh, I don't know. I I wasn't, I know everybody yeah. was like,
0: oh, back then his numbers were great.
1: And again, like, I thought he had a few really good defensive shifts, but. Man, those play those kind of plays
0: in playoffs can kill you down the road. Yeah, he's got to smart it up. Yeah, hopefully Daryl's gonna have a fucking talking to him. Yeah. All right, anything else from the game we want
1: to wrap up with? Well, Dubay crushed Robertson, which I freaking loved. Oh yeah, that was epic, dude. I thought, thought Dubay had an underrated, pretty good night. Yep. Um, I think the only thing is like that we got to get some secondary scoring here. It's like, hey, boy, big boys are going now. Now it's time for. We need next game five. We need a Monchapani goal. We need a Coleman goal. We need uh anybody but Gaudreau or Lindholm goal. Dubai. Dube, Dube right. goal. Be
0: nice, Chuck score How about Yurncrock? Could
1: you fucking get one? Dude, he has no goals as a flame. That's and I thought I thing. thought Tefoli had a I was pretty pissed at him, I gotta be honest, for for not burying
0: that. But I thought he was a lot better than he was in yeah. game three. He had a few good looks, eh? Yeah. So Marky is the the best. No- <laughs> As the final list, okay, I
1: know we've been going off jerking Johnny off all game. Like Jacob fucking Markstrom, dude. Dude, he was when this, game was, 0-0, when so this game was zero zero and when this game was one zero, he made like four or five unbelievable season saving saves. If yep. the Flames, if the Flames, if you get that to fully chance and had like however many shots the Flames had in the first period and how many chances the Flames had in the first period and it's zero zero and they score on one of those. Yep. They should have. You you're just like, you're done. You're so done as a fan and probably as the player, you're just like, we're like shit.
0: Yeah. That save he made on sagan in, in tight. Yeah, sagan goes backhand and he just reads it entirely and sticks the arm out. Like, oh, that was fucking epic. Dude. That was a crazy sequence of events. Or even the walkout from behind the net. Yeah. That was Tana that, f- yeah, what's just f- he doing? That was a fucking listen. I thought
1: Tanev's had a little bit of trouble handling the puck last few games. He did save a goal on that power play, but he's kind of been like the puck's been bouncing on him a lot. But in that other save he makes on Souter on the three on one, all within that kind of same time period. Oh, holy shit, dude. Jacob Markstrom, like he got you through that game. Yep. And holy shit, like he and Johnny, he and Johnny Gaudreau were the reasons he won last night primarily. Good team effort, but man, oh man, was he he? And the thing is, too, like Sutter, I think, kind of challenged him. And I I don't know how much I buy into this because I don't know if Ottinger's been that good. But everyone's like, oh, Markham's been the second best goalie in this series. And he was like, fuck you last night. Who's got the better numbers now? Yeah, like he was so he those big saves that in years past the goalie would absolutely let in.
0: Oh, uh, Big C Dave's playing. He makes the thing with Big C Dave is yeah. He'd he make makes the big ones, but then like the shitty ones. Yeah, you're not you're not winning that game, bro. So,
1: man, oh man, those those are huge. Those are huge for yeah. Like if if it's one nothing Dallas after you outshoot them and chance them that heavily in the first period, you're just like, what? Like
0: this is ridiculous. Okay, you want to take a trip around the league real quick? Sure. Okay, guys. Uh, so Nashville's officially done. So Daryl was right again, complete, <laughs> complete wasted t- fucking six days or whatever that long I took. <laughs> um, what a mo- oh, I love that guy so much. And then other than the Pittsburgh series and they look fucking great. Uh, who saw this coming? They're making a swift work of the Rangers. The rest of the fucking series are tied, dude. It's crazy. I
1: yeah. I kind of assumed Pittsburgh was going to be, was going to be rolling the Rangers. I, I didn't have much faith in the Rangers. Um, Every other series is tied. This is crazy. And, like, it is pretty absolutely stupid of the NHL to get rid of, like, four crazy good teams. Like, when you have to get rid of one of Boston, Carolina, one of Tampa Bay, Toronto, one of mini St. Louis. Yeah. Ridiculous. But these have been crazy. And how about that Florida game last night?
0: That was epic, dude. That was insane. Dude, Bennett got fucking rocked. Did you see that? Yeah, that was... I... Thought it should maybe been a headshot, kind of. Well, that that was more of a headshot than the Johnny
1: hit, I thought. Yeah. So yikes, but that Florida game was wild. That
0: goal by Reinhardt, did you see how he scored that? The tip and then the rebound. Well, he like the puck is like flying towards him. He just bats out of the air to himself, scores. It's unbelievable that's oh, some dude. like stanley cup shit where it's like
1: you're on the verge and did you see did you see the empty net before it though you probably saw yeah, it, right yeah, yeah holy shit that's some doctor strange shit right there hathaway hits the post on an empty net florida ties it and wins in overtime Ooh. and holy <laughs> shit did la look good in game four
0: dude keep it up boys keep it up boys they have a bit of a formula now i mean edmonton's gonna come out flying this that's gonna be a good game tonight dude yeah i can't wait to watch that game I really hope L.A. wins again, though. <laughs> Could you imagine if L.A. went up 3-2? Dude,
1: if L.A. goes up 3-2 and the Flames go up 3-2? Like, if the Flames... I know everybody wants the Battle of Alberta. Screw that shit. I don't If the Flames win against Dallas and the Kings win against Edmonton, I will never be happier
0: in my entire life. <laughs> Holy shit. Eh? How good is the uh Toronto and Tampa series Dude, back and forth? I would love to see a close game. Wouldn't you? It's It'd like, nice. they just, they just trade winning five, one that's, game. That's seven all.
1: is going to be really cool. Dude. Honestly, like I don't pity Leafs fans ever.
0: I kind of feel bad for them though. Why? Cause they're playing Tampa. Yeah.
1: Like Fuck. Yeah, it's rough. Eh? Like that is unreal. Like, can you imagine? Like, I I was ready to barf last night. I was a mess last night. We're playing Dallas. Imagine being. Imagine if that goes to Game Seven. How could you watch that? Oh my god! Oh. Like that's akin so, to
0: us playing like Colorado. Boston ties up the series. Big boys. They're they're down two games to none. They tied up the. Their Kings are having some goaltending issues, eh?
1: That's your big boys right there.
0: That's your big boys. That's I remember Brad what, Marchand. I watched Game Four where Marchand was it the go ahead or tied it up on the on the power play? I think it was the go ahead. Fuck, he's good, dude. Marchand is a gamer. He's money. Whew, um, yeah, that's about it, eh? We'll,
1: yeah, I we'll,
0: we'll see what happens tonight. I'm
1: hoping, I'm praying for a Mike Smith
0: epic meltdown tonight well how many games has it been three now? is roll the dice hey eh? when's I it mean, gonna happen next it, it was
1: the the fact that a damper was put on that because the flames were in trouble it kind of bums me out and i can't gloat too much about it because he had a shout the next game and they're tied in their series but watching him completely mess up <laughs> game one and then blame it on the crowd and his teammates is just my favorite thing ever
0: all right, so game four, um, what a response game. Uh, that was a thorough win. You did he fucking checked all the boxes. Um, what does game five have in store? We already kind of covered what they have to do. Um, I think I would do the same thing. If Ben's going to start, put Leach there again. Oh, totally. Um, I mean, he literally – Ben was pretty invisible after that. He, he was skating around the ice with his tail between his legs. Uh, but as a whole, we kind of covered it. Anything else this, this team needs to do, or what do you expect in game five? Well, like you
1: said, the crowd thing needs to be uh, needs to help them, it needs to dial them in. I think now that they got their legs under legs beneath them with a few goals. They should be ready to roll tomorrow. We've seen this team dominate on home ice all year. Like, I mean, that's what Daryl Darryl Daryl said about you know that was one of his main from the players. They wanted to be a better team on home ice. Um, so I feel like, I feel like they, they can make this happen now that they, now that they know that if they play their game, it's like Dallas doesn't really have a chance. And I think Dallas knows it too. Yep. If you just cut, if they come out rocking in the first, like they need to come out rocking in the first period. Like you said, they got them by the balls. You can't let go. And it starts in that first period. First, get the first goal, get rolling in the first period, squeeze on those nuts as hard as you possibly can.